like to get myself like real, real sopping wet and then just break into my neighbor's house and steal all of their shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick here with another episode of Podcastrophy. It's Podcastrophy episode 160. I'm, well, I already said who I am. And I have an awesome guest. (laughs) And he's laughing at me right now. Welcome back to the podcast since episode 140, I think it was. Wow, it's been 20, huh? Yeah, I think it's been 20. (laughs) Nate Phillips, the pod daddy. Yo, how you been, man? Hey. That is a fucking loaded, <laughs> loaded ass question. How have I been? Well, for those who, uh, you know, for those who kind of stick a hang out with our podcast and know about journey into comic stuff, I have told those stories, but I am an open book today and uh, excited to, to chat with you, my friend. It's been oh. too long. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, if you don't feel like covering everything you already covered in journey into comics, Episode one or I about said one sixty. Episode three hundred and forty nine. Yeah, we're on the road. Yeah, you are. <laughs> next one's next one's a big three fifty. Yeah. It's weird because we never intended on this to be the way. Actually, I kind of in my head, I think I had it configured we'd be closer to four hundred or so, maybe even more when we got to uh, our tenure. Yeah. Um, but we're we're now at a point where our tenure is like like two months away. And we're just going to kind of go, okay, look, 350, 10 years, maybe hit a reset button, (laughs) maybe change things up a little bit, maybe evolve what we're doing. You know, there have been a lot of conversations and stuff. It's been weird, man, because, you know, one thing I didn't really talk about a lot on uh, on JIC 349 was just being out of the loop of podcasting and really doing it more than once every once in a while, you know. I mean, rank them all is amazing. You know, love that show. Uh, but the most podcasting I've done this year is rank and I've almost, you know, done an entire series and in like six months. Um, but other than that, I've not really been doing a lot. So just to even have you be like, Hey, you want to come on? I was like, (laughs) sign me up. Let's go. Let's get back to it. I've been, I've been in that mode ever since, honestly, ever since the pandemic, I've been in that, that stupid mode of, I need to get back to it. Oh, but I have all this going on. Do I have time? It's just, it's just been a mess trying to schedule and also be involved in all in like my family life and all that. And then Art. getting, and then getting guests. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a mixture. And to, to kind of brief on that, you know, um, when you podcast, regardless of if you, we don't really talk about it, you know, and, and this is something that for, a thousand episodes or however fucking many episodes I've been a part of. I feel like it's been a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's all time taken away from the people that you love and care about, unless you somehow are doing it with those people that you love and care about you, 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 you're taking time away from that always. So podcasting in a lot of ways, I think as I've evolved, I'm like, man, it's kind of a selfish act. But then as I evolved further, I'm like, it is a selfish act, but there are moments in our lives where we have to be selfish for ourselves, our self-care, our self-worth. If we are giving constantly to everyone else around us and not taking for ourselves at any juncture, 
we are not going to be mentally as well as as we should be and I really want to talk about that mental health. Oh my God, you're on a beach now. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was time traveling. I'm sitting here like looking at my travel. background. I'm like, hmm. Pillow. I like blanket. that it's moving too. I like that. Oh, it's, yeah, that's it's new. Cool. It's, moving. it's kind of fucking threw me off a little bit. But um, let's speak about my background real quick. We're going all over the place. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's see that. Podcast. I got a preview. So you can't. You got a little preview video or picture. What I don't remember exactly. I sent you a couple pictures maybe, but. Um, a week ago today, I got back into Hoopston, uh, been, you know, uh, hanging out with my pops, visiting him, seeing him staying here and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, man, you know, like it's a lot of the stuff that's in this house hasn't moved in years and years and years. Cause when we moved out, like he changed some things, but didn't really do full changes. He would just kind of like set up shop around what already existed a little bit. And, uh, I don't know. I got this wild hair in my ass. I was like, you know, I got like a, a bunch of cool collectible things and I miss displaying my stuff. I miss uh, the excitement of having like a nerd space for me. <laughs> yeah. And then weirdly enough, like this, here's the, here's the weird shit. A week ago today, this room was filled with stuff. It didn't look like this. There was a giant, very heavy bookcase, like right, right right there literally um that's like filled with all my really cool like video game collectible things like my halo 3 collection and my gears collect not not just the games but like like collectible figures yeah, and yeah. statues and weapons and you know being crazy so anyways it's like a giant you know uh shrine to my love for video games speaking of halo 2 yeah. turned 19 today God damn, that's crazy. Halo 2 is one year out of high school. That's good, you know. Um, <laughs> or unless I got held back. I don't know. <laughs> we will definitely get back to Halo 2 in just a hot second. Don't let me lose that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly wrap this. But in short, I was like, okay, I want this room to be like the podcasting space, the nerd hangout, you know, right off camera here. I have a, a two-seat seater love seat so I can have guests come and sit and podcast in person. And it'll be really cool. You know, and I got to, mm -hmm. there's a couple more things I want to do and get obviously, but, um, in setting this up though, I had to go through another room that had literally been untouched from like 15 years, just stuff had just been stored in there and stored and stored and stored. And then actually I found stuff as, as old as when my sister was like nine years old in there. So we're talking, you know, 20 some odd years, stuff had just been sitting, not moving stagnant. And I emptied, cleaned that room completely because I was like, okay, that's going to be our storage room where we put everything that we're going to actually store that we don't need. Once that was clean, I was able to empty this room into that room and then organize shit so I know where everything is. And then I was like, all right, it's time. Me and my pops worked on it. It was a lot of effort to get this fucking desk up flights of stairs. We had to halfway disassemble it. <laughs> um, but as soon as I finished the initial setup of just getting the desk in here, the energy shifted and I was like, Oh, I'm back. Like, this isn't just like, Oh, I'm, I'm setting up a podcast space. Ha ha. Like I want to come back. I'm, I'm ready to be, you know, every little nook and cranny of time that I have free, I'm ready to be on this fucking mic and talking to the people because I miss it. I miss mm -hmm. chronicling my life in such a way that, I can go back and just live in memories and, and it be as close to remembering it as it was right. without having to be so locked in my brain. Cause I think a lot of times I get lost and like, well, I'm misremembering the situation. How did that happen? I can't, I can't actually recall. There's something I'll show you in a little bit that actually involves history. We'll, again, we'll get there, but uh -huh. halo two. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Halo two right now. 
that game gave me some of my fondest fucking memories, bro. I loved Halo 2 so much. If you were a real super nerd, you went and bought the multiplayer map disc that had all the cool extra maps. You know what right? I did? I rented it from my local Blockbuster, and then it let me install it, and then I... <laughs> gave it back. Oh, you're, it back. See, you're, you're way smarter than me. Well, That's I mean, I, I didn't... I didn't really want to buy it. I don't know. I just, I think I just happened to see it on the shelf and I was like, oh, cool. And I got it and then installed it. And they didn't have like any like authorizations back then. So you could just do that. So somewhere floating around this house and I need to actually like really locate it. And maybe it is gone. Maybe it's one of the things that's lost to history. Maybe it's this tape that's over here. I'm not really sure. But um, <clears throat> me and my buddies would uh, hook up my dad's VCR to it and record us playing like old school. Oh, like no we're pre streamer mode. Like this is before all that. Cause what we would do is we were just trying to video ourselves, finding cool ways to glitch halo Two. And actually, yeah, here's some spoilers. You go into a multiplayer custom match, just you and your friends over shields all the way up. You do every, like literally give yourself as much health boost as you can. Okay. Also increase the, I think you have an option somewhere to increase like the firepower of the rocket. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Anyways, that's not important. What's important is what you take is the, um, the, is it the Banshee? That was the, the purple vehicle that the covenant would fly in. Yes. Banshee. Okay. That has the two wings, right? Yes. So you take that MF or flip it upside down, stand on one wing. Oh, you also, let me mention, let me mention, there's only two maps this like really super works in one of the maps. I don't remember what it's exactly called. I could show you in an instant. If we were like looking through the thing, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a very industrial area has very, very tall skyscraper buildings. Okay. There's like yeah. a, yeah, I know you're like a half Brit anyways. So that map, go with the Banshee, flip it upside down, stand on one wing, shoot the other wing with your rocket, with your overshields, and it will launch you up and you will be stuck on top of this super, super high building where you can snipe literally anyone from the map. No questions yeah. asked. It's amazing. See, but that was like, we did that. Like, we did that one. Uh, we would do uh, the super jump on Zanzibar. Oh, the super jump forever where you're getting up higher and higher and higher. And yeah. higher. Isn't, is, is that where, okay, hold on. The you, super jump on Zanzibar, you have to use a barricade shield. Oh, no. So this was this. was So like it was like the specific spot. If you would jump down from like the side of the giant fan, uh-huh. you, it, you would have to land on the specific spot on this one little crack in the ground and it would just launch you. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we did that one. Oh, yeah. Because the one because what I thought you were talking about is there's another map, uh, which was one of the bonus maps in the multiplayer. Okay where you could flip over a barricade shield and do the same thing, shoot your, shoot your rocket. It would launch you up and then you'd be on top of the map. But the crazy thing is you could climb it like consistently for a while and get really weirdly high up because there was, there weren't uh, you know, what are those called invisible walls or whatever mm-hmm. they used to be the, the, the unbreakable wall. Um, man, Halo two was a sword was a canceling. Do you remember? Do you ever sword cancel to yeah. get across, to get like across like big, big ways and uh yeah dude so many land parties we just after all the fighting and you know killing each other died down like we would spend hours just breaking out of the map and going to like the the very distant uh spots which are all playable spots it's crazy do you think do you think that 
like now's video gamer now's kid today's kid is missing a fundamental part of i know yeah i don't care absolutely but are they missing a fundamental part of like what made gaming so special for us because we had an actual in-person unity we're all there together sharing the experience you Mm -hmm. know you're maybe moving tvs in the house you weren't supposed to move to a different location so that people could be closer and kind of play tvs over to someone else's house or bringing a whole ass and then back in the day you know those were gigantic heavy tvs Mm so it wasn't just like a little flat screen you know jobby 100 percent I think they're missing out because like they just don't get that that human interaction. And not only that, but like the games that they're playing, I mean, okay, that I, I I don't want to be like a video game boomer, but like, um, I don't want to be like a video game boomer, but like, they're just not getting the same games that we played. They're not getting the same experience because everything is catered to them in terms of like uh, live service platforms like Fortnite and all that. Like even Halo. Think about that anymore. Think about that. Let's go back in time and tell our parents, hey, instead of you buying this game, you're going to not you don't have to pay for the game. The game is free. I can just get the game. But every now and again, I'm going to borrow or ask for 10 bucks or 15 bucks or five bucks or eight bucks or seven fifty or whatever the hell it is all the time. Because you know what? I tell you what, Fortnite has it figured out. They are the masters of the microtransaction because they're like, hey, new skin. You want to play as this dope new character? Oh, you want to be Kratos from fucking God of War? Yeah, let's (laughs) do it, bro. You want to fight fucking Darth Vader? It's on Vader time, baby. You know, like Mm -hmm. it is, it is, it is a unique thing. Right. But at the same time, I do think that there was a specialty to creating a unique game that had a great story with a captivating multiplayer. We're fucking game addicts right now. Sorry, Brando, we're copping your shit, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but there's, there's, there's just a special quality to that, like concept of these really well thought out games that multiplayer was an added feature to that was specialized like they did a really good job i don't think i think too many people ride the dick of call of duty it's not that good of a game let's be real agreed it, it's just it's 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 the madden of shooters you know every year we're gonna have a new one guess what they're about to do call of duty modern warfare three squared we're gonna call it three squared because it's the fucking second time they've done this it's uh it's like it's like when you create a new folder and then you create another new folder and it puts a little yes, two it does <laughs> exactly because, listen <laughs> call of duty modern warfare 3 came out in like 2010 i lived it i had call of duty yeah. yeah okay close to fucking up yeah so what is it there's a what is there a 12 year limit we can bring the titles back let's go let's spin it back around um you know i think that's weak shit like i get you want to revitalize a series but there's a way and and i don't think they're doing it correctly i have my own problem with the current modern warfare um platform <laughs> uh, I've never really been a huge Call of Duty fan. I've always been a Halo guy, like through thick and thin. But yeah. uh, last year, I, when they were coming out with Modern Warfare Two, I started watching some videos. I'm like, yeah, that, that actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty cool. This, I'll, it looks like a campaign I'll actually play. So I went ahead to my local used store and I got Modern Warfare One squared. Um, yeah, <laughs> I installed it on my PlayStation Five. I have one of those. Hey, I'm, I'm, same, big same. We're in the modern era. We are in the modern era. You know, like I feel like it's a feat. Maybe not now, but like a year ago, it was a feat to have one of these things. I have that Spidey edition, and yeah, it's a you feat. Do. 
I was so shocked. Here's the thing. I wanted to order it. I had seen it on target. I was like, okay, I'm considering doing this. I'm considering I can, I can afford to do this at the time. I thought it was a smart decision. Uh, Not to say it wasn't a smart decision, but I digress. Uh, But, uh, and then I go to order it and it's not on target anymore. And I'm like, are you okay? I already know. I already know with limited edition systems. Again, I was at GameStop for a while. I know how it works. If you had a limited edition system and you held on to that some bitch, that thing's going to accrue value over time because they are the harder thing to find. And mm-hmm. people at some point are going to be like, I want that Spider-Man one. But anyways, I digress. So I'm like frustrated. I search on the Googs and it pops up that it's available. And I'm like, who's selling it? PlayStation selling it. Literally. I can buy it from PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's a Sony. Done. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't realize they would actually be like having any in stock. I figured people would go there first, you know, like, right. Why would you not go to the source? But I guess that's where you should go is to the fucking source. Cause I was very easy. <laughs> so simple to get. I, I mean, I was, I was totally blown away. They're probably yeah, like, yeah, it, we can just make this for you. Like right now we'll just put an order in, make it, Yep, we're um, do it. but anyway, call of duty. So I get, I get home, I pop it in my PS five and it starts the whole download update process seven hours yeah so hours literal hours later on a console that is like so beastly um i i fire it up and what's it take me to call of duty Warzone, a game i did not have downloaded <laughs> a game that it downloaded from the disc and then it, it, that's what it, that's what it gave me it was call of duty Warzone. i'm like i wanted modern warfare and then it, it makes me download the multiplayer and campaign and maybe another like multiplayer thing. Like, I'm like, why didn't it just install that? Like the actual game? Why did it install Warzone? Something I had, I actually had originally, but I deleted it. So it's like, what, what is this? Why is everything going off of Warzone when I want, just want the game? I don't know. I hate, that's I weird. genuinely hate the modern era of gaming. If that's what it is. For the most part, yeah. Um, That's why I I stick to single-player shit. Like, I love God of War. Uh, I want to play the new Spider-Man, even though I haven't played the first two-ish. Yeah, the first two. Yeah, (laughs) really. I mean, and and, and it's weird. Uh, I won't talk too much on this because I don't want to spoil a future podcast I agreed to be a part of. But, uh, (laughs) no, Spidey's Spidey's a great game. I do think it adds a fuck ton of weight, so much weight. If you play those first two. Oh yeah. I already know the stories uh, for Um, the most part. Like I know all the key elements of the first game. Uh, Yeah. I started playing it. I got like five hours into it on uh, I think I was just playing on normal difficulty. And then my stepson started playing it from where I was at and saved it. (laughs) And I was like, huh? Well, I don't want to restart the game because I played five hours and I'm someone I do not like to replay shit. The nice thing, though, I will say this. Let me let me let me let me keep it a million with you with Spidey. The nice thing is your style of gameplay can change and make the experience totally different. So Mm -hmm. I I'm consistent with how I play. If there's a mission on my way to the mission, any of the side quests, I do as many of those as possible. And if they take me further away from the mission, I continue to do that until I'm I kind of lock in. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a, you know, again, level grinding. But at the same time, if you get good at them and you like can kind of like just like bebop along and 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 kick its ass it's it's fun yeah. those games are fun that's all i'm gonna say i do plan on i will say on easy and just it is weird as shit 
that we recast a video gamer yeah. character. That, actually, they've done it twice now. They recast Pete. He looks different from the first, first version of the game to mm-hmm. how he looks now. And they re-recast Harry. Same kind of yep. vibe. So, yep. uh, I Whatever. digress. It's weird. Anyways. It's been long enough since I played it that I probably wouldn't even notice. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So listening to episode 349 of JIC, like it's been, it was great to hear all you guys again. Yeah. Uh, I really hope you guys hit a somewhat of a stride. <laughs> and Same. Be, do do things regularly. Like I was saying earlier, like uh, to get back to that topic, uh, I did I did podcast review once a week for three straight years, and once that stopped, like I lost all of the momentum. And I feel like I've been talking about this for like over a year or two now, but <laughs> it's, it's well, just the, think- the episodes are so far apart now that like I. <laughs> It just keeps coming up, but I think about our podcasting and podcasting career as it were like Doctor Who, right? Yeah. They hit a stride when they brought the series back in 2005. They had the first four seasons, seasons one through four, phenomenal. And then on the way to to letting David Tennant go from being the doctor, I know you probably don't know a lot about the history of this, but in the process of that, instead of actually like doing another season with him, right? They did a bunch of little one-off episode specials that led mm-hmm. into his demise. That's all we were doing, bro. We're doing little one-offs to get ourselves back to where we're going to hit our new stride. And that's when we can, again, again, not leading to our demise. We are (laughs) able to regenerate our energy and our vibe. Look behind me. I have a new setting. I know that's Mm -hmm. not your real setting, but they saw in the very, very beginning, your real setting is a different setting than how the podcast studio used to be. It is up to us. It is in our hands, literally to be fucking, you know, cap from Endgame, you know, it's up to us now, you know, we got to make the best of it or whatever. Like we now it's in our destiny to not allow our traumas to, to tie us down or to anchor us to moments that we can't escape. It is up to us to determine that again, like I said earlier in the show, self-care is so important, right. And, and, And doing things for you. So I realized that the more I've, done things in the inspiration of creativity, which again, studio behind me and the work that I've done around me in the process of doing like that is allowing me to sort my brain out because I'm being able to create like, Oh, how's it going to look? What am I going to do? Exact angles got to get the measurements and shit like that. Like it's a focus, but now that the, now that the, the podcasting bug has really hit me, it's on us to create our own destiny with it. COVID happened and through a giant hand grenade in all of our lives, some of us lost more than others. Some of us mm-hmm. didn't lose a lot at all. Right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a fact of life. It's just how the whole thing played out. It is our modern plague. Right. So all that to say, now we've had time to heal from that and to reflect on that and to go through maybe things that were worse than that. And again, I'm just going to be a, a broken record for a minute. It's in our hands, right? Dick, we can do this. I could podcast with you once every two weeks, once every week, whenever we find the time to do it. It's just about going, hey, at this fucking moment in this fucking day, we're going to cut a couple hours away from everything else and do this. Yeah. That's, I yeah. mean, that's all we did today. There Was, was mm-hmm. there any special magical bridge we had to cross to get here? No. Honestly, it, it, what it took was me being off work. <laughs> for a week and then nobody going to be in the house. Cause I don't have a dedicated 
space anymore. I don't have a, I don't have privacy. So I got to make sure nobody's in this house, or at least if someone is in this house, they're going to be quiet. <laughs> and I don't like doing well, that. I don't like making it. And I tell you, if you're ever willing to, uh, to, to guest host over on this side of the world, you can always come here. Cause oh, this yeah. space is pretty cool. I, I, okay. Again, we got to talk about this. The studio is like 50% set up a lot of it. The nerdy stuff is still packed away and I got to get, I got to get that back here and, and get it out. But there's two things I desperately want in here. One is not frivolous. One makes sense for what we're doing here. I want to get a nice little like desk camera setup where I can get like two different shots mm-hmm. of the couch. So if I do have guests, we can actually visibly see them mode because then it, it looks cooler and the pr- presentation's better. But then also here's the frivol- here's the frivolous one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about it and like right here where I'm looking is a curtain and I'm going to put my comics are going to be behind the curtain. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be like a little designated nerd nerd area, but the curtain covers the area. And then there's just nothing that you can really do with that space. And I have a bunch of other nerdy shit that's going to end up on the walls. And there's a whole wall that's untouched. And my dad keeps going, you put a TV in there. And I'm like, I don't want to put a TV in here, put a TV in here. I'm going to be lazy and just watch the fucking TV and not get anything done. You know, it's a different kind of energy in here. So I want to get a pull down screen and a projector for the room. So if I do have like a thing where like, oh, we're going to invite a couple people over, maybe we watch something. It's a cool little vibe. And then yeah. it's still also the studio, you know? So it's like, it just, it's that, that, that's the frivolous one. But anyways, I'm fucking rambling, ramble, bamble. <laughs> um, let's see here. Current events right now. Weed is legal everywhere, but Indiana. <laughs> Fucking Ohio to that recreational. Okay, so let's let's talk about this election cycle a little bit. Yeah, four three sixty switching the gears. We're just gonna cover. <laughs> that, that's what I love then. about podcasts. It can be <laughs> any of the old podcasts, maybe except it. for I wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to get to wrestling, but that's okay. I think. Maybe if we no. still had Dave on the um, show, but <laughs> yes. So for me, We are at a point now, right? And we had it a couple months ago. Biden reached out to the DEA and everybody and said, hey, we need a rescheduling on cannabis. It doesn't. It's not aligning with what is actually really happened. Hey, guess what, Dick? Let's let's talk about this for a second. I'm going to really peel the veil back a little bit. Actually, let's talk about my old job mission. Let's go. I can't say anything from a legal standpoint, like about the the going on afters and, and But what I can say is this, in the time that I was able to work in that specific building and that dispensary in that very specific moment in time, I recognized and learned a very powerful truth, a powerful truth that is so powerful. Once you have the knowledge, it's going to fuck you up a little bit. Okay. We had white, black, Asian, Latino, Every every nationality you can imagine from every country, Romania. We had uh, uh, we had an Iranian guy, like literally people with passports from other countries who aren't even here. Fault. Every single human who is an adult person who has sensibility and has not been fear mongered into the the histrionics of cannabis use cannabis. Here's a crazy thing. Have old grandmas come in there. I've never tried this before. I will never do this, but my doctor said that it'll help me with my sciatica or whatever. 
And I'm like, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you on this very low dosage thing. I want you to follow it this way. It's very scientific. It's not just, hey, here's drugs. Figure it out. You'll be fine. You know, only take a half and hope for the best. It's not laced with anything. It's not. It's 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 factory tested, sealed. You know what you're getting. If there's problems, you hit us up. We fix it. Right. This grandma who. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that that grandma who would never try it becomes one of my most frequent customers and thanks me for a better quality of life. And I'm looking going, okay, what are we getting wrong here? And then we have a customer who's autistic and they can barely keep their shakes down and they have a hard time standing still until, Hey, let's go down this path. Now this is going to be a little bit stronger and I wouldn't typically recommend this to an average customer, but in your case, you're severe enough. I I do believe we, we can go down this path. And help you. And then boom, they're back and their shakes are down and and they're, you know, they're able to be okay with themselves in public because sometimes the anxiety of just being out in the world when you have an illness that is visible like that is so hard. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. And my thing is always from a point of empathy. I always would look at the customer and I don't care what they would tell me, what their illness, what their sickness, what they were trying to use it for. Because we did, we had the fucking people. I'm just trying to get high. Okay, I'll I'll fucking get you high. You want to go like (laughs) I'll take you on the show, brother. Um, But you might not necessarily hear what I'm saying when I'm explaining to you why it's doing what it's doing and the scientific properties and actually why you're feeling what you feel. So I think that we are in a point now where. If Biden wants to have any chance at all. Any chance at all to get to. To get to not even not where we're, everybody is so fucking focused on the next elections, Biden and Trump. We aren't sure either of those fucking guys are going to even get there. Yeah. Okay. Trump has got severe legal issues on a very epic level. They are mounting. They get worse. He goes into court and just plays a fucking role like he's on television and does not realize the severity of the, the situation at hand. He is on a very dark path, my friends. Biden, same thing. He's not the man he once was. He still doesn't have. I mean, granted, there are some things he has done that has helped our economy and has helped our country. But there's a lot of wrong that's happening around that makes it look like he's a chaotic president. Right. We don't have an iron fist on the situation that's happening in uh, Palestine and Gaza. Or and 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 Israel and Gaza, like the, like we don't we don't we're not really doing much. We keep saying like there should be a ceasefire, and then we kind of walk away from the situation because it's a fucked situation. There's yeah. no winner yeah. in that situation, right? But if Biden wants to have any modicum of a chance to do anything successful and have people back him on an epic scale, he's got two things he needs to say very very clearly. I'm going to hurt some feelings, and I'm so sorry, but let's be real. One abortion legal we have to make that a standard in the in the united states of america a standard i don't care if you're a red state a blue state or not there are too many different medical scenarios where women are not allowed access and those women die yeah and that's what are we doing oh human life human life what Hmm. you know human life for what yeah the thing is which life ohio just basically put it into put an amendment into their state constitution basically legalizing abortion. Um, they couldn't have done that without Republican support. So it's not a democratic issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's a people issue. It's uh, not exactly. It is not like Republicans themselves 
the only people spouting off about it are a, a very loud minority. The loud minority is usually what happens right before a mm-hmm. loud minority gets stomped down. It was a tea party thing. I think, I, I, I think it's, you know, there's no telling how long the cultism of Trumpism lasts in this country. And I think that we'll still see fallout decades from now. Oh yeah. Uh, but I also believe firmly that we are seeing kind of the last gasp of of MAGAism and Trumpism, you know, uh, you know, what we don't hear anymore. That feels really nice that we don't talk about. No one's been talking about. Let's go. Brandon QAnon. Oh yeah. (laughs) They gone. They QA gone. Although I do do (laughs) really miss, I do really miss everybody cheering Brandon on. I bet he misses it too. Brando. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, everybody's cheering me on. I don't know what for, but thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, listen, 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 to be real, that's just because it's a funny line, right? Republicans are willing to put fuck Joe Biden on a, on a flag and have it in their yard, but they're also not willing to put that on their truck. So they put, let's go Brandon because <laughs> they're afraid. You like, know, I'm so confused. I'm going to stay on my ground in my so, house, but if you're by my truck, I'm going to keep it a little more subtle, <laughs> you know, like it's funny. Cause I, so I live in a very, very small rural community. Uh, called Mulberry, Indiana. Uh, it's between Lafayette, Frankfurt, and Rossville. And, you know, being a rural community, it's very Republican. Yeah. When I moved here a year ago, I could spot at least four, maybe five Trump flags front of the yard, you know, waving. There's still one like on the very main street of this place that has like two of them. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back in Trump 2024. And uh, what are they going to do if he doesn't even like, okay, here, here's a weird scenario not to cut you off. What if just from natural causes and stress and shit like that, Trump dies before he gets indicted, like before he gets officially put in jail, before he makes it to, to like, no one's considering that. Then what? Then, then he's then, there like, Vladimir like, Lenin. Oh, Jesus. Well, <laughs> he'll, he'll, yeah. But anyway, so there, there's even like a, a Trump DeSantis flag, which I find the funniest flying. Uh, but no, in the last year, I've seen several of those flags kind of disappear. And now there's well, even yeah. one by my house. It's not in the front yard anymore. It's just in the back, <laughs> like kind of hidden. Like I can see Relegate. it. I can see it when I'm driving by, and I just happen to look specifically that way. But that's some I, it, sad. That's called sad Trump pride. Yeah, it's, sad it's dying Trump off. Pride. It is dying yeah. off. I think. Uh, no, but, it's uh, the whole thing. The whole thing, though, uh, politically speaking, to 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 we kind of tangent on the Joe Biden thing. The first thing, make abortion legal just across the board, kind of uh, lock it in and lock it in in a way that it's not going to be challenged again, because it, it there's, there's too many things that we're getting wrong right now. And it's funny because when the whole Roe versus Wade thing was overturned, I know so many women who were emotionally crushed. I saw people actually crying and and that's very powerful because they, they feel some of their actual freedom has been taken away. And that's true. That is true. That is so terrifyingly true, right? You don't have control of what you do with your body. Imagine that Dick right now, someone said, Hey man, you can only jack off when we tell you only when we say that's it. And you know what? We might not ever say again. (laughs) <laughs> you like it's 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 oh. it's a crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same. Obviously, it's not the same. And I, I get the concept of like, but anyways, I, not to like out my wife, 
but I'm going to. Uh, she's very, she was very against abortion, very pro life. Sure. Uh, uh, she does, she does lean very Republican, uh, mostly because of her family and all that. But um, when all this went down, when the decision was made, you know, I had to explain to her like, hey, this is about a lot more than just abortion. This is the Fourteenth Amendment. This is this is privacy rights. This is gay rights. This is trans rights. It's a lot of stuff. Not only that, but like, it's not even about like, oh, I don't want to have a baby, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that decision for those reasons. That's the point, though. It's it's a decision that's made in privacy. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. It's like I had to explain, like, look, people aren't just getting abortions willy nilly. Like, who has five hundred or more dollars to just throw around? I promise you it's not that easy. Yeah. And it is a very uh painful conversation yeah. for sure. But um well, I was gonna say something and then my oh, the second fact. Yes. Biden, if he wants to stand any kind of a chance, he's got to make his big topic legalizing cannabis across the board. Well, he's already proved that he's not going to do anything about the minimum wage. He gave up on that real quick. Well, I think it's because right now he doesn't have, I mean, with the way that the house is split, there's just no way he can get anything fully done. He's kind of, he is, it's, we've had back to back lame duck presidents technically, right? Trump was a, 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 his last term was a lame duck. And a lot of the time we've spent with Joe has been lame duck because he can't get things done because you don't have united across the board. But I think that when Roe versus Wade happened, it just pissed everybody off on the same accord. Like, Hey, what the fuck? Now you've seen it. The the election was just a couple days ago or like the pre-election stuff. And overwhelmingly in multiple States protections were put in place Mm -hmm. for abortion protections were put in place for cannabis rights. I will say that's huge. Two straight years. He had a unified front. He had, but he didn't have, he didn't, what fucked him over in the Senate was uh, cinema and mansion. Yep. So they held the party hostage essentially, but he had a unified front to do a fuckload of stuff. And lo and behold, he, he got some stuff passed, some really great stuff, infrastructure. Awesome. But I mean, he did, he did keep a lot of campaign promises. I'll give him that. Uh, one thing I will say to defend him on the minimum wage thing is a lot of that's just naturally happening. It's also true. I mean, I, I think that as a country, we need to get with the times and recognize that, like, I don't know how we would do it. I don't really know the math of the science of somebody to be like, you can't fucking just do that, man. But like, we have had a severe, um, we didn't do things properly with inflation when it comes to minimum wage, right? Mm-hmm. That should have been a number that consistently, as things changed, pay changed. And they found a way to like uh, penny pinch. We can keep it tight. We can keep these people poor. We can actually create more class division, which is yeah. what it's about. Um, so I don't know how we would do it, but there needs to be like a, a not a restructuring, but like um, a way where we take a pause and go, okay, listen, 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 listen. Everybody, y'all got your money, whatever your money is. We're going to put you in a scale. And if you have X amount of money, you're going to get X amount of money. And if you don't have X amount of money, you're going to get a lot X amount of money more so that we are all balanced. And then hit the reset button and say, okay, now minimum wage is going to start here right now at this much money. Every time inflation happens and we're naturally occurring, it's going to raise 1% in crude with inflation or however you fucking do Mm -hmm. it. 
I'm not a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff. I just have the kind of the concepts in my brain, but the idea would essentially be that you give everybody a safe starting point and then say, okay, now if you're in the workforce, you deserve this much money. And if you're in the workforce at this higher level, you actually deserve a lot, a lot more. Right. And then guess what? Here's where things are going to get hard. CEOs, corporate America, you're higher, 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 higher up, rich fucks, fuck you. They have to be the people that take the money cut. They have to be. And maybe there needs to be some sort of regulation put into, into literal financial gains when it comes to a company. Yeah, you can make X amount of money, but your CEO can never make X amount of more dollars than your lowest person on the totem pole yeah. or whatever that is. So that way there is not as much because corporate America have become the masters of creating a class divide. They have mastered class divide. As has actually the industrial industry. When you think about yep. it, the car industry and stuff, and then they they also have mastered class divide. So <laughs> look at it on a board, right? Hey, man, this guy works really fucking hard at McDonald's every day, making everybody's food, and people eat because of this man. He is not as worthy of the dollar as this guy who made the car that you drove in. But you're still gonna go get that burger. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I guarantee you've bought more cheeseburgers at McDonald's than you've bought cars in your life. Mm -hmm. So you, th that those are the kind of things I'm saying is there has to be some sort of, and this is again, government change on a glow on a, a grand massive scale, not just like, Hey, we just need a couple of Like we need a whole, whole new way to look at government. Maybe the, whole concept of government in and of itself is a broken concept. Maybe there is no right way. I don't have that answer. You know, like I just, I just feel like there has to be something different. There has to be something better than what we are currently experiencing. Cause capitalism yeah. ain't it, bro. Yeah. It's not. Um, yeah, I, I whole wholly agree. Uh, question where, where do you, I think this will be interesting. Cause I'll, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about where 75 they, apples. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about like, Oh, everybody's, everybody always has their opinions that they get from somewhere else. I mean, obviously they agree with them cause they're spreading it, but sure. no one talks about where that somewhere else is. Where, where exactly do you consume any political or like media? Like where do you get your information from? Here's a, here's a crazy thing. Um, I hang out with a homie. He's a close friend of mine. And, uh, he, I'm going to be real with you. He's, he's a, a weird, I would, I don't even know how to describe it exactly. I would say he's like, okay. Example. He watches Fox news. Okay. He doesn't agree with everything they say. He does watch Fox news. But then when asking about like, Hey, what are your thoughts on how everything went on Tuesday? He was like, fuck yeah. For pro, uh, pro choice. And I was like, okay, so I'm, 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 and then, and he, of course, the pot father, not the pod father, the pot father, uh, I smoke, I be smoking. Mm -hmm. So when we hang out, I'm smoking and he's cool with that too. And about it and understands and knows the science and, you know, has, has asked some questions and stuff when we hung out. So th those kind of things make me interested in like, how does a person like that operate? 
Well, obviously, from a financial perspective, he's looking at it from a Republican standpoint. But from a humanitarian perspective, he's got Democratic views. So that's the kind of person it's almost the kind of person you'd want to have. Right. Someone who's financially fiscal and conservative, Mm -hmm. but also genuinely cares about people. So he made me kind of appreciate like, okay, I'm going to watch Fox occasionally to hear where they're coming from because more times than not, it's propaganda and more times than not. And this is actually where I I really got on his ass about it. I said, man, listen, I really struggle on the Fox news shit because they don't just go, Hey, here's the story. This is what's happening over in Gaza. They go, Hey, the fucking Democrats think this because (laughs) the Gaza thing and the fucking Democrats on that. And it's like, you know what? It ain't cutting it. At, it at, doesn't have to be a constant attack. Every single day at lunch, I sit in the cafeteria, and that TV is on Fox News. So you could say I I consume quite a bit of Fox News. <laughs> I'm there for half an hour every day watching Harris Faulkner spout out some just stupid shit. Or Jesse Waters. Or oh, fucking, fuck Jesse Waters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's the one guy. They're all so guy. cringy. Gutfield, I think yeah. is his name. Gutfeld. He's he's the worst. Oh shit. I dropped my lighter. No. I think Faulkner and Waters are the worst. Gutfeld, yeah, he's bad. But uh, I I consume my media through mostly podcasts. You know me. <laughs> so Well, I did, I did, I didn't finish though on the oh, yeah, on the thought it, really quick it. was just that was just that I also watched quite a bit of 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 CNN, right? I kind mm-hmm. of I kind of, listen, you're going to be the counterbalance, you be the counterbalance. Here's where I I I I understand it. Right now, the Democrats and and CNN specifically, obviously they're covering what's going on overseas, but they're trying to be the accurate storytellers as best they can to what is going on in Trump world and involving all these cases, because literally CNN made their fucking cheddar on motherfucking Donald Trump. That man was they constant news. They all constant. did. So, and, and, and you, and you're, you're right too. You're right too. Cause you know, obviously Fox did as well, but um, when it comes to what has happened, not whose side, right? What has happened news? Two sources, Associated Press or Forbes. Well, a three or Reuters, right? Those are kind of the big three that I'll go to. I'll just check. I'll be like, hey, cool. Nothing really important has happened. Or, oh, shit, this big important thing has happened. What happened? This is the facts they're reporting. They don't really have a side. Cool. Now I'm going to go listen to the sides and see where the opinions of people are because it's it's fascinating. It really, truly is. It's there is something to be said about the I'm going to really throw you off right now. The undercurrent of familial cultism. And you said it best. Your wife is Republican leaning because of her family. Mm-hmm. So people are unable to once you're once you're brought up in specifically, here's a very Republican or here's a very democratic household that's very opinionated about that you become because you're raised to become opinionated about that. So then you, as a person who stands on their laurels and I know myself best and I know everything about me, you know, here's a fact, here's a, here's a way less low stakes, right? 
sports teams. How many <laughs> fucking people are fans of sports teams? Cause one of two things they grew up near or in the city that that team is from or B mommy and daddy liked that sports team. Guilty. Yep. Chicago bears fan guilty. You know what? The bears, they suck. They're really not. <laughs> they're not doing it for me, but I'm still a bears fan. Yeah. Why? Cause my dad's a bears fan. Cause his dad was a bears fan. Like, come on, man. Like it's not hard. It's, it's a never ending cycle of abuse. I mean, yeah, but when you talk, yeah, but when you're talking about on on the on the, and actually, you know, it's fascinating to talk about it. It's like the big three sports teams, politics, and religion, because those are the three cultism things that can happen within your family, and it's literally bred into you. You don't have a choice, and you don't even know it's happening, and yeah. it's not even something your parents are going. We're gonna raise them to fucking love the bears. You're just around it. You're indoctrinated, and yeah. you see it. You're. You're experiencing it when you're sitting down on Sundays, when you're little, you're watching the bears and there's something that like warms your heart and soul. And if you were really lucky, like I was, I was born in a specific point in time where I got to see the Chicago bulls at their pinnacle of being the Chicago bulls. And that was, that's dope. Fascinating. You know, I found actually to speak on that in cleaning this house and finding things, I found so many hidden hidden fucking treasures, bro. Like cool, weird, wild stuff. I didn't even know I had, I literally found a bunch of like loose basketball cards. And I was like, man, like I know I already went through all these and found all the golden ones. These had to just be like kind of the sucky players or people that didn't really make it or whatever. I'll go through them again just to be safe. I did that yesterday. And I found like 75 different high quality player cards from Charles Barkley to Scottie Pippen to Rodman to Hakeem Elijah Wan, rookie cards for Tracy McGrady, rookie cards for Steve Nash. It was crazy. I'm like, these were just out. They could have been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> they were not. They were not ruined, luckily. A uh, big shout out anyway. to Fraser, Fraser, Fraser Ramsey from uh, it's either Edinburgh or Edinburgh, Scotland. They just uh, said greetings to us. So, yo, what up, bro? What's going on all the way from America? Scotland, you said? Yeah, Scotland. That's dope. He's drunk. He's probably drunk. <laughs> He's it's probably late. Drunk. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock at night there. He's yeah. drinking. He's like, what have I stumbled upon this podcast? Hmm. He doesn't sound like that, obviously. I'm not going to do a Scottish accent and piss him off. He'll never watch <laughs> again. He'll be like, this fucking asshole making fun of me. No, I'm not. Uh, I would love to go to Scotland. It looks like a beautiful place, oh, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, man uh yeah bro uh things are are totally totally different since the last time you and i spoke it's crazy it really is mm -hmm. uh, but i have something i wanted to share with you on the show i thought i think it's uh apropos has anybody musically ever asked you like why you are the way you are <laughs> <laughs> you know like like, I can't like say. why do you listen to the music that you listen to? Or like, no. what, what happened? Right. No, so I found something and not everybody is going to even know, uh, same concept, different brand. You maybe have heard of a thing called Columbia house. I do. You know, actually that sounds house? familiar. Yeah. Okay. So in the late nineties or actually probably in the eighties, nineties and two thousands, I would say early two thousands before the internet really became a thing. There used to be this service and they would send you a little mini catalog of all these CDs and you could mark off the CDs that you want and get them for a penny. Oh my God. All this music for a penny, but there's a catch. 
the last CD you pick, you pay full price for. Cool, right? Right, right. Here, here's a spoiler alert. No one ever paid for any of that shit ever. <laughs> you just never responded to their billing, nothing. They would send you shit. You would just disappear off the map. Every, everybody did it. I found the first CDs that I ever purchased of my own mind. And I have the actual fucking <laughs> BMG music slip. So let's go through it. Uh, oh, Iowa yeah. by Slipknot. Okay, right. Uh, Machine so by Static X. Uh, Silver Side Up by uh, a very unpopular Nickelback, which F you guys, because they're pretty good. No, Silver Side Up was awesome. And- uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink. Something Like Human, I'm pretty sure is Fuel. I want to say that's the Fuel album, Something Like okay. Human. And then okay. Break the Cycle, I did not get on that first go. I had to wait till the next time they shipped me shit. I wish I could find the second one because the second one has some cool, cool. I'll, I'll, we'll do that one in a second, but Break the Cycle uh, by Stained. So I found that and I was like, oh man, that's why I am the way I am. Because I remember that was like the first six CDs I bought. I would just play the entire thing front to back, the entire album, playing Madden or Spider-Man on my N64, just like in the room right over there and shit like that. And then I found it and it was like <laughs> core memory unlocked. <laughs> and then it made me realize like the, this was the first batch. The second batch was the second Creed out. No, no, the third. What was the, 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 the weathered weathered. Thank you. Yep. It was weathered and it was toxicity and it was weathered toxicity puddle of muds come clean come clean uh i'm just going off of like the time period (laughs) pod satellite i think is the album right yeah Uh, that had like here comes the boom and uh youth of the nation and shit like that and then it was the last one man there was one more and i cannot remember it it was a really good one too did you know Mm. katie perry was on a pod song what yeah back when she was on on a song or just in a video on a song and in the video i believe what? Yeah, the song "Goodbye for Now." Uh, that's probably after I stopped listening. To she that, is I'm the guessing. she's the female artist singing in the song. Yeah, I guess uh, she, she used to do when she was going by her or like I guess her like actual name before she went by Katy Perry. Uh, she would tour as a singer songwriter, like like Warp tour and stuff, following around Pod and stuff. Wait a minute, her name is not really Katy Perry. No. It's Katie. Ah, I can't remember. She used to be like the whole world is a lie. Yeah, she used to be like a Christian singer songwriter until she kissed like, a girl, and then <laughs> liked she liked it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Nate, I'm gonna be Nate Razor from now on. <laughs> Ninja Turtle Razor. reference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna be. Yeah, because for whatever reason, that's gonna make me more famous if I'm that instead of my real name. I don't <laughs> understand the science behind that. It's fucking dumb. Um. I had something and I lost it. Dick, I'm going to pass it over to you. It's your show. Man. What are we talking about? Man, you said you had a uh, stained on there. They just recently released a new CD. First one in 12 years, 13 years, 12 years. Like the whole, the whole ass band yeah. stained, not just Aaron, Lu- Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Stained. He's done some wild shit on stage. <laughs> That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was, so I listened to the album and you know, it didn't have any, well, I, I guess I could dive deeper into the lyrics if if I really wanted to make sure, but it didn't have any of his bullshit on there. 
um, ever since he went solo with his country stuff, like he's been just spouting non like nonstop, uh, just Trump bullshit. <laughs> I don't understand. And uh, I, I guess recently, don't understand it. Recently, he was posing with I guess a bunch of coyote corpses, all arranged in to say Trump twenty four. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. It's like tell me you're in a cult without telling me you're in a cult. But yeah, like I was uh, That's the problem. They're not gonna stop telling you they're in. The oh, cult. I know. I was, I was so like one. I'm 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 so on the fence because I love stained. I, yeah, I, right. I really love stained. First love couple music. albums are amazing. Yes, amazing. Dysfunction, uh, break the cycle, and then the one uh, there was uh, the the gray chapter or not the gray, uh, thir- fourteen shades of gray. Yeah, and then chapter and four. then and then chapter four. Yep, those are the really the the their best work. I think. Um, I saw them in 2012. Great fucking show. Loved it. I've really wanted to see them again ever since, but they kind of went on hiatus, and then all the Trump shit happened. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to seeing them again, especially if he wasn't going to be connecting stain to his stuff. So, and then, uh, yeah. then I was just reminded of all that and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, man. Uh, I brought this, I posed this question to several people and I want to talk about it. Are we, are is our generation right the like like the 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 age that we are right now the group that we are is it our responsibility not the group that's slightly older than us not the group that's slightly younger is it our responsibility to manage cancel culture and i want to break it down let's talk about it do you know who i never ever listened to ever Joe Maybe Rogan. I knew like three songs. No, I, I, oh. to Rogan. <laughs> I thought you were talking uh, about cancel culture. So it's like Joe Rogan. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't but listen you know to him why, anymore either. I, I've not listened to him for some time, but musically speaking, do you know who I'd never listened to was Kanye West. Yeah. I knew, like I said, maybe two songs ever. I was kind of, I only ever just, listened to whatever was on VH one at the time. Sure. So he was never at the time, my cup of tea, my flavor of tea. Uh, he got canceled and I was like, I'm going to check this guy's music out and see what it's about. I don't know if you knew he got canceled, but he well, got canceled he, several times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, keeps yeah, coming okay. back out of the woodwork and then gets recanceled. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the weirdest shit. He was canceled. I love his music. What does that say? What does that say? Cause I don't support what he did or who he is or what he said, but musically speaking, I can get down with that voice. I can respect where he's coming from. So that's where this question poses. And I want you to really rip on this with me. Cancel culture to, is it, it's a, it's in our control or, or is this already is a ball that's too far gone? Um, I think cancel culture is a term that has been co-opted by the right, especially right-wing media and right-wing politicians as a way to, you know, say, Hey, I'm being beaten down. They can't, but it's up to you to make sure like cancel culture doesn't win. Meanwhile, cancel culture when done correctly is a good thing. It's getting toxic, toxic people out of the spotlight. So they can't influence more people and more toxic behavior. Correct. And, uh, I think that the, the better examples of like, cause there is a difference, right? The um, accusations of Michael Jackson don't make me not want to listen to his music because yeah. there's nothing founded in that. 
the actions that were founded and true and, and, and absolute crucible because he was, uh, you know, uh, charged with it of Bill Cosby makes me never want to watch anything Bill Cosby has ever done ever in the history of fucking ever. Um, and that is where you're very correct, right? Kevin Spacey is another great example. He touched little boys and, and stuff like that. What are your thoughts? Okay, listen, we're going to blow it open because I got a lot of things to say let's on some see, of let's these do topics. It. Twofold. We're going to go two different routes. Let's start with where we kind of already are, right? Mm-hmm. You heard this whole thing with P. Diddy, Combs, and the whole Usher thing? Nope. So I guess this is like becoming more known, but I guess some bodyguards of of P Diddy former bodyguards came out and said like, y- y'all do realize he was, he was fucking Usher when Usher was like 14 and your face, your face says it all. And then like, like, and then Usher won't talk about it, but like, it, it is weird that when Usher was very young, he was out partying and stuff and doing all these things with yeah. P Diddy. It, it is, it is a little, you don't think you think about it from a music aspect, like, Oh yeah, they're homies and they're doing that. But you don't think about grooming culture and stuff like that. And, and it does happen to boys uh, just as much, if not more than women actually, mm-hmm. which is so fucked up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a thing that's been like kind of rumored. And I was, I didn't know if you had, if you had been in on any of this, no, let's really dive into one that I hope you've heard and that, that let's talk about it. So like Drake is definitely grooming underage okay. girls, right? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, that's like a thing we know that, right? Yeah, Why he, is he, he, we got text messages of him, like say, like texting people when they're teenagers and then they're 18, all of a sudden they're dating them or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then like, okay, so here's, here's the loosely followed it. So the one that got me, cause I was like, okay, you could always accuse someone of some bullshit. It doesn't really add up. But when you bring another celebrity into the fold and there's a kind of a, you can actually see it in, in the veil is kind of been lifted and it, it makes you wonder. Right. So I feel like Drake in like 10 years canceled. Like I'm predicting it now, five years tops, maybe. Right. Here's why. So I'm 36 right now. Do you know how many 14-year-old girls I've texted at this age now that I'm 36? I'm going to assume absolutely zero. Thank you. It's none. Thank okay. you. I, I was going to give it a range of like zero to two because, you know, I don't I don't know. Like you might have because there could be family, right? Could absolutely. Be family. Exactly. I'm going to give you. you. I don't <laughs> I don't have that. I don't. And, and the number is zero. But at 35 years old, Drake was texting 14-year-old Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar then. What? And talking and giving her boy advice? Bro, she is 14. She cannot understand the level of... And I and I and listen and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here just a little bit because uh, just a little bit. Right. I get it. Drake was a child star. She was a child star. There's some there's some commonality there. Um and he can maybe help her navigate like, Hey, don't trust people like that's the kind of, yeah. but you can do that in a, in a kind of a non creepy way that doesn't get you put out all over the internet as being a creep. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's a way to just, Hey, I gave her advice in public in person. Just, we were just chatting. It I feel, I no feel like people aren't that far gone that they would see, they could, they could differentiate if like screenshots yeah. came out. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then, of course, now we live in a let's we're going to be all over the place because my brain is just doing that for you. I know you love this. Oh, yeah. Um, can we talk about AI for a second? Brother? Go for it. I 
saw, I saw some AI images you put out the other day. Oh yeah, I was fucking around yeah. and uh, found out. <laughs> but I just like I just was I just had a concept and it wasn't really doing what I wanted it to do, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I need to like what I really need to do is like take multiple things and mash them together on my own. But I digress. No. AI, AI art, AI imaging is insane. It's insanity. In the past seven months, it has went from something we've not at all hardly talked about to it is one of the most commonly talked about day-to-day topics because of a multitude of reasons. AI is soon going to replace people in restaurants. AI is soon going to replace people in stores. I mean, not like shopping, not like you going to a store, but you're going to go to a store and there's not going to necessarily be a person to fuck with you, to talk to you, to help you be guided through the process. Because now you're going to have AI that's like, Hey there, Dick, how can I help you today? And you're going to push the button and be like, boop, I want a shirt. They're going to be like, cool. What are you feeling? Do you have any specific bands you like type now? And you're going to be like, I typed in, um, I don't know, whatever you typed in, uh, goat whore. I'm going to just throw that one out there. Sure. And then they're like, and then they're going to be like, Hey, we actually have seven of those shirts. Let's go get you one of those shirts. Do you have a size? And you're going to be like, yeah, of course I have a size. It's medium click. And they're going to be like, great. And then you're not going to have a personal experience with anybody. Right. But it gets worse. Here's where I kind of had the like the, the slight panic, and I'm like, too far gone. They've already fucked up. They've they have already epically fucked up opening this this whole this whole Pandora's box of AI, right? Because you know that there is already AI that exists that can write its own AI and then train that AI its own unique AI language that only they understand. Take a second. Just take a second to think about what that means, what that could do, how that could affect our infrastructure. Literally, AI in one fell swoop could shut everything down. No more power, no more internet. The water and gas, that's obviously harder because those are, you know, flowing structures. But anything that is digital infrastructure in an instant could be shut down at the... Oh, and AI, guess what? We figured out the nuclear codes. Y'all want to fuck around (laughs) and find out? Right. You know, like it's Skynet. terrifying to really, yes, Skynet. we are living in Skynet. And then here's the question. So option A or option B, maybe it's like, are we going to be toast because of global warming? We're going to have climate catastrophe that's going to kill us all. Or is AI going to take us all out? One of the two things I feel is probably imminent. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's terrifying to think of, but like this planet, 40 years tops, right? 40, maybe. <laughs> 30 if we're lucky i'm I'm voting towards a uh, climate change <laughs> i think that's going to be the one i mean we did just have a 70 degree day in november yesterday yeah um i think it's gonna be climate change maybe because the fear of ai is just still to me a movie concept you know in my in my mind like it's not it hasn't become too real for me like it has for you apparently well um, i mean i, I think it, it it's only become real because i just see they've already lost the grasp of it and when you when you really break down what that means like we no longer have control of a thing that is sentient and can find ways to be smarter than us faster than us instantaneously yeah that to me is processing on a level that 
it, it does warrant not, I will, I'm not like afraid. I'm not gonna walk around my, you know, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily excited every time I see a new headline with the word AI. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Chat GPT 7.0, just fucking, you know, created physical matter. And figured out how to create physical matter, and then we're you know then we're fucked. I mean, it's yeah, over someone, at that point. Like all the all the three D printers of the world just start manufacturing shit. <laughs> like just because Chet it's GPT. Ultron, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking Ultron. That's fucking Ultron. That's a good point. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's Thursday. This is live, baby. We're oh yeah, we're, it's we're Thursday. Live. Tonight is the Loki finale. It is. We are not going to be getting to this on JIC because the next JIC is not slated till a little bit later uh, in the year. But mm-hmm. I know the year is almost over. Huh? But Man, yeah, anyway, I I'm I'm at an impasse because uh, Miranda, my wife, and I we have been watching Loki together. That's our show together, and yeah. uh, so tonight is the finale, and she is working until ten thirty, and then she's got to go to bed and. She's got clinicals tomorrow, so she's not going to be able to watch it tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to watch it with her tonight. And then tomorrow, while she's off doing nursing school stuff, I'm traveling to Detroit for the entire weekend to go see Metallica. Metallica. So, therefore, either I watch it without her, (laughs) risk pissing her off because it's the finale. It's a big one. You just got to be good with your poker face, dog. Watch it and don't say shit. Well, she's not going to see me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, don't say shit to her. But she'll see that I watched it if she goes to Disney. You got to think of a different way, brethren. Borrow somebody's phone or some shit for a half hour, 40 minutes. Go on, (laughs) log into my shit or something. I'll figure it out. I'll figure (laughs) it out. I'll send you my login. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Miranda's going to watch this and be like, that son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. He's sneaking behind my back to watch Loki. Dude, I'm so excited. Like, I was so excited. I even started, like, rewatching the first season. I only it's watched so it. good. Yeah. It is really so good. What are your thoughts on this? Well, obviously, if you if you listen to 349, you heard me kind of, like, briefly riff. What are your thoughts on the current state of MCU? Um, I think the quality definitely dropped. Uh I was not a big fan of Miss Marvel or She-Hulk. I didn't even finish She-Hulk yet. Uh, I do plan on it. Miss Marvel, I felt like could have been a movie, like a straight to Disney Plus movie. I didn't feel like I needed six episodes. I mean, I understand they're trying to give the character backstory and exposition, mm-hmm. but I do kind of agree. You know what? Actually, probably would have been in the same vein. You do like, you know how they did the Werewolf by Midnight and the oh, Guardian special. <laughs> Werewolf by Midnight's fire. I yeah. haven't watched it in color yet, so I don't know which one to I would I would probably say watch it in black and white first because it's, yeah. it's a very it's definitely an experience. That's what it was meant for. But um and Miss Marvel would have been cooler maybe to do two 40 minute specials like yeah, a big, yeah. a big, a big special yeah. uh to launch. And maybe they were afraid to do that. And and as you know, uh 
we sit here talking. They've already discussed at, at Marvel. They've decided they're changing the format for how their TV is moving forward. They're going to hire more TV-based writers. Obviously, the writer strike and everything and the actors guild strike and everything has ended. So we're mm-hmm. we're in fresh territory for shit to get started. Yeah. They've already said Marvel uh, TV started out so awesome. I loved uh, Loki. I loved um, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and Moon Knight. I loved all of those. Man, Moon Knight was phenomenal. Just for one second can we just I love Moon actually... Knight but I see like all my super nerd friends that like read the comics and shit like just totally shitting on it like no, shout out Drafty bro. Quarters podcast <laughs> yeah shout out to them but like here's my thing right here's my take it. Marvel and 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 I, I wish people would understand that I'm starting to become more of a fan of it because if it's done right and it's done well it, it adds to like historical lore right. and then, and then now especially, right? So <clears throat> if you play Spider-Man two, they change some lore pretty fucking hard. Yeah, like they, they hard shift Spider-Man to the lore changes in a way I was not expecting. I was like, I don't, okay. I loved it. It's different. Cool. That's a different universe. I'm fond of that now. Cause I can just say, Hey, it's not the comic universe. It's a different universe. So if I don't yep. jive exactly with that story, it's not a big deal. And if they tell a good story that captivates me, it hooks me even further. Right. Moon Knight did exactly that. They took that disassociative, uh, personality disorder mm-hmm. and they were able to make it captivating TV where I was pissed when they ended the episodes. Like I want to be more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. 15 more fucking episodes. I mean, look, look, look uh, right o- over here. All the moon night pops. Nice. I have them. Very nice. Like the show got me. I, it's in storage right now, but I have the giant temple of Conchu statue to its fucking 18 inch pop. Oh so, yeah. Also um, the costume design on moon night. Choice. Like they the costume department in, Mar- in Marvel has just been so awesome. Whether I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Mr. Knight was your favorite of the two. No. When, when, oh, you liked Moon Knight more. I like Moon Knight. I love the design of it, but uh, like I love the cowl. I love the hood, the mask. It's yeah. it's awesome. That that's he's my kind of superhero. Yeah, I, I mean, I can agree. And it was it was absolutely badass. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think you should definitely give She-Hulk a chance to finish out. I'm going to finish it, does it, some, yeah. it does some weird shit. Like, I'm not going to lie, but in the interest of being honest. I think I got like six or seven episodes deep. She-Hulk is the, uh, is the precipice to us getting a hyper accurate, super. And I know we've gotten really, really a great take but i feel like marvel's going to be able to just tweak it just a little bit to make it even better she hulk set up deadpool being able to break the fourth wall in a way that actually makes sense right yeah and that gave me like yeah we're there we got this like you're you're able to um suspend your disbelief for a little bit while Mm -hmm. you're watching that show yeah like everybody complaining about like she hulk twerking and shit with megan the stallion like who gives a fuck it's a, it's a week by week like story of the week show it's yeah, not meant it's to be fun. taken seriously it's supposed to be fun exactly but you know what's not going to be fun you know what's gonna be dope is when she shows up in the avengers as she hulk and she's kicking that ass and yeah. we're like yeah yeah honestly yeah. you know like like we're we're getting there and then honestly my thing is like we're talking about marvel 
I'm really concerned with the Jonathan Majors thing. I know that like <laughs> yeah. we talked about it briefly, but like I, uh, recent reports have stated like they're considering pivoting away from him. They're considering doing something different. The thought is maybe they'll do Dr. Doom instead for Secret Wars instead of Kang, which I think, listen, if we're being honest here, Avengers 5, Kang Dynasty, please do that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take that and go... Kang also needs to be the main villain for the Avengers six. No, if someone more dope takes over and it is a Dr. Doom or a beyonder and we get closer to a comic accurate secret wars, original secret wars, not new. Secret I would like wars, to see beyonder. I think it would be phenomenal, honestly. So like, so let me get this straight. Thing, let yeah. me get this straight real quick. Mm-hmm. So secret wars is going to be directly after Kang dynasty. Correct. There's nothing mm-hmm. in between. Yep. Get, they're doing. I like, I think it's just like the Avengers movies where there's the year in between them. Infinity but War and then Endgame. Yep. So in that in that regard, Kang works. But yeah. like, what if the Beyonder is like a variant of Kang? Could be. I mean, I'm 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 here for that. I just actually. I just don't want to introduce Doctor Doom, a variant of Kang. I don't want to introduce. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want, especially if he is. Well, isn't it like Kang like a, a descendant of Doctor Doom? No, Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Okay. He's actually Mister Fan. But that makes. I mean, the lore would be more interesting if it's a descendant of Reed that's actually Doom. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, obviously it kills the whole idea of Victor Von Doom unless you do have him named Victor Von Doom and yeah. that is his name. Maybe he I just don't want to introduce a brand new villain that has like for an Avengers caliber movie, especially Secret Wars, and have no build up to it like we did with Thanos, like we have with Kang. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, I guess my my question would be this: like, what would happen if we're you know watching? Uh, Kang Dynasty and the Avengers are almost all defeated, and it looks like they're like they kill. It's more like a Harry Potter esque in how they kill off some Avengers in this movie, as opposed to how they did it in Infinity War. Not so like chill. It's like a little bit more gruesome, a little bit more choice right. on who dies. Um, and then they're like they're lost. The Avengers have lost, and then someone just murks out Kang behind them, and it's Doctor Doom people would go nuts because there's brand recognition and then you'd have more questions than answers. And then, you know, it's Dr. Doom. He kills Kang and says, you guys need to come with me right now to save everything. What and I you're like so about confused. Kang is that, yeah, someone can murk him, but and there's he, more him, but Kang, yeah, Kang is infinite. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, which, uh, man, tonight's tonight's Loki is going to be really, really dope to watch. I'm excited um, to see where it takes everything. I, I'm not going to lie. I have to wait almost a week to watch uh, Captain Miss uh, the Marvels. I want to watch it. I w- would love to go tonight to watch the Marvels, but I got to wait about a week. So yeah. um, the Marvels is the first movie I'm officially being like, OK, I'm going to wait until it comes to Disney instead of like actively like, oh, I just can't make it. No, I'm just deciding. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hurt you right now. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hurt you. Hurt me. Hurt me, daddy. Everything I have read, um, both the movie itself and what it does in the post credits are must watch. Okay. Uh, To be fair, I am excited for it. It looks good. I just, I have other priorities, honestly. I vibe, I vibe. But um, the one thing that uh, the people that I watched reviewed it said was that the first act is a little disjointed because of what 
is happening. Yeah. Cause like the freaky Friday thing that they sense. do with the power swapping. So it's a little bit all over the place, but it all comes together. It sticks the landing and then, um, they meteorically change the MCU in the post credit scene. Is the word that was used. That should be interesting. Like, are they, go- I wonder if they're going to go more like the cosmic route. So you, you, you really, I'm trying really so hard to not, to not, kill you on this one you don't know i don't know so you haven't seen the trailer then not the not whatever most recent one no so there were two trailers one of the trailers is a full trailer and then it says be there flashes across the screen for what flashes across the screen and then comes next flashes across the screen and as it's fading every letter fades but the x Oh, okay. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, and they've even, they've even, I mean, they're doing a good job of teasing that it's, it's probably somehow some way an X-Men thing, but I don't, I don't know for sure if it's X-Men, X-Man, if it's um, just a mutant, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be overly excited, but again, the reviewers that I watched new rock stars, they said it, okay. uh, it changes, changes it all. I like them. So, uh, yeah. And then obviously bro, you're the master Deadpool himself. Like how excited Deadpool three, we've got Hugh coming in, in, in uh, the yellow suit. And you have the rumor. I don't know if you know this, the rumor is they're going to adapt the Deadpool kills the Marvel universe story from the comics. I think I remember seeing that. Yeah to do kind of a Deadpool kills the not necessarily just the Fox verse, but just to kill other universes. We maybe get like, obviously we'll get somewhere he goes and, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be kind of fucked up if he kills McGuire or uh, Garfield, but (laughs) Oh my God, we weren't expecting that. (laughs) But like, I think it makes more sense for him to go to kill off a lot of the old X-Men cast. that isn't going to be back to, to maybe, you know, even kill off Wolverine at the end of it to find a way would just be a a, a nice send off for Hugh so that he can say, Hey, I played Wolverine in the MCU. It was phenomenal. Right. Got the experience to do it. Didn't get to necessarily interact with anybody, but Deadpool, but maybe he will. Who knows? Who knows what crazy shit they'll be able to pull off? It's Deadpool. They could literally oh, be yeah. like, we need Spider-Man for one scene. It doesn't have to be Tom Holland. We'll use his voice. We just need the physical man Spider-Man. Honestly, <laughs> like I have full faith in anything Ryan Reynolds does with the character. I like no matter who's helming the, the in the director's chair, uh, I, I have full faith that Ryan Reynolds isn't going to do something that Ryan Reynolds doesn't want to do. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for Marvel shit, bro. It's been, uh, me too. Uh, I mean, I've been let I down think- in the last few movies, but the letdown is more just like, I was overly excited and then the movie was good. It didn't- so I think it's just because that you're never, listen, we, we got spoiled. We had 10 years of building. Yeah. And as we were building and as we were building and as we were building every little, you know what, here's what I can like a quantum mania's disappointment level. I loved, I loved, I loved that movie. Me too. I also loved, 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 uh, Spider-Man homecoming. Me too. Right. Um, Spider-Man homecoming has a disappointing post credit scene. The one with Captain Captain America America. and talking about patience, right? Patience. (laughs) Um, 
that is <laughs> that is but that is quantum mania right yeah. because you're not always going to get uh, a movie or you're not always going to get a post-credit sequence that is so off the charts oh my god heart-stoppingly epic that we're going to be like yeah 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 we're there for it you know guardians 3 right, right the soundtrack's right there did a great job of telling its own story doing its own thing getting out of its own way and then leaving room for the future yeah that's, it didn't that's, build on a goddamn piece of anything directly with the Avengers or any of that because it didn't have to. Right. Right. It didn't have to. So that's where, as fans, we've been too spoiled. We think too often that things have to be interconnected. And when an Avenger like Ant Man is involved, your brain goes, oh my God, what huge thing, what gigantic, over the top, crazy thing is about to happen. Are we going to get a cameo from a younger Captain America who gets killed right in front of us, which they could have totally done for weight drama. That's not even our Steve Rogers. You know, that Mm -hmm. doesn't look like Steve, you know, I mean, there are so many things they could have done, but they didn't necessarily take those risks because they had a set vision. They're still trying to tell an Ant-Man story over anything else. It's not an Ant-Man with the Avengers story. And that's where I don't think that they were set up for success no matter what they told. That's why they brought Kang in, because I think if you would have just told a regular Ant-Man story and not had any stakes like him, right, it would have fell really flat comparatively because everything Scott has been through to this point, because he was such a big pivotal part of the survival of this universe. And Jonathan Majors just knocked it out of the park as King. <laughs> Killed it. Killed it as Victor Timely. He's oh, doing yeah. a great job. I heard a, a, just a quick uh, rumor, a little aside here. Uh, some people believe because there is a, a Mr. Kang, Q-U-E-N, who is a Asian okay. version of Kang the Conqueror. People are rumoring that OB is actually a Kang variant as well. My thing on that whole thought, though, was if that was the case, he could have been he would have been able to open the doors because he had his own thing unless unless he was intentionally hiding it, which a Kang would do. I don't. I mean, yeah, that might be that might be reaching. Yeah, I don't know. It might be reaching a little bit, but I mean, I'm I'm down. I I say these things like, oh, that's reaching whatever. But like, I'm down for almost anything to happen. If it's good, if it's right? good, if and it's you, good, you got me. I don't care. And it's as good. Brando always says, if it entertains me, was I entertained? Yeah, yes. exactly. That that's that's the, I think that's the key takeaway that Brandon always has is was I entertained? And like, y- you can't help but just agree with him. <laughs> Fully, absolutely. Did you see the Flash? Yeah, I was not happy with it. I was. I, Maybe okay. if it if it wasn't like you know reshot like three or four times. My, here's my biggest thing, right? My absolute hands down pissed me off more than anything. Like really, it really did. Right? Go read Flashpoint, which is essentially the story they tried to tell, and in the very early opening sequences of Flashpoint, Eobard Thawne is a very big part of the story. And how do you put a stupid, dumb, I'm fucking not even sorry about it, a dumbass fucking dark flash, bro? That's your villain? That's who you want me to get behind? Yes. Cast Matthew McConaughey 
as Aobard Thon Reverse Flash. And I'm there for it, Why brother. Have I never thought of that casting. Holy it fuck. Is, it's the perfect, it's the perfect, because he is grimy as a villain and and just yeah he is oh it would be it would be so good it would honestly be so good and he's pretty enough that it actually makes sense like let's be really even bring man. bring a what's his name tom cavanaugh from hey from the yeah Arrowverse. that would have been an interesting thing have Dude, tom cavanaugh show up having and to have zero connective tissue to that universe when you, when you had the crossover happen and yeah, and then and then double fail because you brought us into I half of me loved the Keaton stuff, right? Yeah. Dope. Mike's back. Cool. We got him. Cape Cowl, all that. You also took me to a universe that you had an opportunity to kind of dabble in a little bit more and maybe do some other cool creative things, bring a different low-key Batman villain for him to just squash. Didn't do it. Didn't give me any build on the 89 universe. Just took me back to a place I'd already been to before and said, yes, remember the shiny toy? It's still here. It looks a little older. It's a little dusty. My huge gripe with this movie is that it's built in a universe where, um, I mean, just forget all the out like real world trauma. This movie has suffered Uh, and go back to the fat, go back to Batman versus Superman where we have an opening scene, which is the Batman origin story. You got, you got Martha and Thomas Wayne. You got fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play Thomas Wayne. Who would, who has played Negan? (laughs) Who has played uh, the, the fucking comedian? Come the fuck on. You had the perfect, like animated flashpoint movie set up for you he would have made an amazing thomas wayne batman yeah and i think that the, this movie fails in itself because like yes well and, and batgirl hurts this movie as well batgirl mm, not being released yeah. we have to realize yeah. hurts this movie because that was going to be, be more connective tissue for this universe for keaton's batman maybe someday it'll get an hbo max release maybe not but uh in reality having the choice to bring Keaton in killed your chance to do a Thomas Wayne story. Yeah. There would have been, there's only one way that would have been cool. Right. Is like, let's say Asbury did the whole thing to create the paradox, somehow two universes merged. And then that can kind of explain why there's two berries. Cause there really technically should not be. It's Barry interacting with himself bothered me too. Cause that, the way that all played it just it was weird yeah. i didn't like it um because then they just like made it oh yeah i'm a little bit cooler or whatever like i don't i like you you mix a berry that that's got like 10 plus years of growing and experience with his high school self which is like real life ezra miller uh, yeah <laughs> like super yeah. problematic <laughs> amidst like all the baby, other problems babysitting a man has. boy you yeah. know um it was just I don't know. It was just too chaotic. It was too. It did. It did pop me. I will give it props. What was your the ending? The ending where all the different universes get seen for a second. They uh-huh. brought a specific Superman back. I was like, "Hey, okay, yeah, here Which, for it." I guess here for uh, that. The actor for that's uh, he's been speaking out about that. 
I guess. Really? Uh, Wasn't that, it cool that they did that? or I, I haven't read it, but it did, the headline definitely doesn't make it seem positive. <laughs> um, nice. I know the guy that they got to play, uh, I think uh, is they got to play Jay Garrick, Golden Age yeah. Uh, Flash. Yeah. Um, he, the actor for that said, yeah, he was never contacted about it. He didn't do any any shots for it. And he's he was the actor that played uh, Zoom in the Arrowverse. Yeah, <laughs> he played a fake gay, J- gay Jarrett. <laughs> Jay Garrett. <laughs> gay Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I didn't. Everybody keeps saying like, good job for the Flash movie, but I wasn't in it. And now I'm seeing that they used my likeness. Like he, they used his likeness. It looks just like him. So yeah. what you That's doing weird. there, Warner Brothers? <laughs> Saving money. Yeah. Are you uh what do you think about the upcoming Aquaman movie? You my real opinion? I mean, I know you what? weren't a big fan of the first one. What the fuck is the point now? Oh, I agree, yeah. It has been unequivocally said guns versus taking over. The first movie will be the Superman legacy movie. This movie is not tied to that. There's no connective tissue. And it's even gone so far as Jason Momoa lobbying to play Lobo in that universe. <laughs> so yeah. why do I give two shakes of a lamb's tail about Aquaman and Lost Kingdom? No, I'm sorry. I like Momoa. Ain't going to sell me on the movie. It looked like the trailer looked okay. You know what trailer looked phenomenal? Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm excited. Like, it, on one hand, I'm like, oh, so now you guys are, now you get, the, speaking of the old cast, now you guys want to come back and keep doing it. But at the same time, I'm like, hell yeah. Get, get Murray for it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to, I'm going to be real. Uh, I did not see aftermath yet or after life yet. Oh, really? I want to. Yeah. I need I to rewatch the it. end. I, I, I own it. I haven't watched it. I need to rewatch but, uh, the end. Cause that was, I, I ended up falling asleep. I, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed the movie, but I just, I was just tired. But, uh, that being said, no ghostbusters is going to be complete for me until they get fucking, uh, Rick Moranis back for a, yeah. a minute as Lewis Tully. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's super nice to be back podcasting. It feels so good. It's like a it really warm, is. Co- cozy you know, chair. I, what's really sucked. And I, I just, to go into like the inner workings of what the network currently is, uh, like what's really sucked is like, especially not having Brandon around at work as much anymore. I don't have anybody to talk to about any of these shows. And there's been several times in our network and chill chat, um, that I've like been like, Oh my God, this show. And then everybody's like, yeah, I haven't watched anything in like three or five, three to five years. So, and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back to not talking about anything with anyone. And, <laughs> and, right. and, and, but what su- it sucks. Cause like when I, when we were doing the podcast network and when we were doing it weekly and I had all these shows to listen to and we were all keeping up with things, which I get, it's exhausting keeping up with everything, but 
I just haven't had that. I haven't had that outlet to talk about these things. So it's been, it's really nice <laughs> to get, well, back I'm to more, I'm more available now. So we'll, uh, we'll make more time to do this more often for sure. Um, I've got a couple podcasts on the docket. We're finishing the ghost, uh, rank next week. We're doing, uh, uh, we're going to do the ghost one. And then also I'm doing, uh, game addicts podcast. Oh, Brando sweet. sweet. Uh, we're going to talk about officially talk about Spidey too. Break it down. Nice. Probably talk some spoilers. Yeah, I'm, uh, so let's see here. I'm right now currently in the outside world. Uh, I'm in a random band challenge from the Doom Room. Oh, what's Mr. your band? Uh, we're called Murder Burger. <laughs> Love the name. Uh, I got Zach Flynn from Lucifist on drums, uh, Stephen Waters, and Kenny Stinson. Kenny Stinson plays guitar in a band called Hate Song. Um, nice. Uh, let's see. And then I got Nick Maxson. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You drew the lottery. So, yeah, we, uh, we're doing dual vocals. Uh, he said he said he's gonna do keyboard uh, to kind because of, we don't have a bass player, so he's gonna be filling out the low end with the keyboard. Uh, I suggested throwing a distortion pedal on that bitch, get get that dirty key going. Uh, hey, shout out to Walk Among Us. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. But still, good times. Uh, but yeah, I'm, so I'm every Monday is when we practice. So until New Year's, I'm I'm booked on Mondays. But after that, like I'm wanting to get back into podcastrophy a lot more i'm wanting to do more ranks which we got a rank in in the works oh yeah we got a rank in the works which i know you want to do but i don't know if it just depends because uh one person hasn't said anything he, he, he expressed interest about a year ago in this one but because it was it was me him and tyler that talked to each other about it and now it's finally coming to fruition hopefully but he didn't say anything when i mentioned it in our group chat so i don't know so i might be hitting you up for it because i know you want to do it what's the band damn it (laughs) oh i'll just go set creed (laughs) (laughs) yeah it got it got it got brought up to me like brando's like hey they're wanting to do creed and i'm like well you're gonna have to go through me first (laughs) Man, uh, there's like, there's like, honestly, like probably three bands right now that my brain has said like, oh, I knew we should rank those. We should do that one. Uh, the one that I just about was going to pull it out right now. Oh, I would, I don't, I want to do Lincoln Park, but I don't want to do the whole Lincoln Park. That doesn't make sense. I know. I you have to rank them all. I know, but like I know I've actually I've actively tried to listen to several albums of theirs and I just can't get into them. But to be fair, you would have a different appreciation having to listen to them. Maybe. And get, and yeah, 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 Maybe. yeah. I also think Tenacious D would be a great one to do. Yeah, Tenacious D would be cool. Uh System of a Down's awesome to do. There's, you know, there I yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing Creed. Uh, I don't know what'll ever happen to the long lost Breaking Benjamin ranking wall. <laughs> we have three albums left and it's been almost two years. <laughs> how, how many in are you? Uh, three. We, we got, you're halfway three. done. Yeah. And oh my God. It, it just got, it just became a scheduling nightmare because two of the people work for the same restaurant. And <laughs> when one's available, the other's not. So, 
Yes. Son of a bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do some you gotta go to the place and do some late night podcasting. Might have to. I mean, like I said, it's only there's only three albums left, and you know, they're we're all very familiar with them. I could I could easily rank all the songs without even listening to them. Cause it's breaking Benjamin. Like I could do the same with Creed. Just saying. <laughs> I, I, okay. Just I would have to listen it. to my own prison a few times to get a good rank on that. But human clay through a uh, uh, full circle, I'd be fine. I didn't hear their last album. It was good. It, it was very, it was a good um, departure from what they were. And it, it, it was, for 2009, it was a it was a pretty they they modernized their sound. Uh, okay. Tremonti kills it as always. That's Mark Tremonti. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Damn. Shit, bro. Shit. Gonna smoke on this for a second. Hold on. Smoke on it, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Better. All right. Yeah, man, I don't know much about much else. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, play 21 questions. You can ask me any question that anything that was left unanswered from from the podcast or anything you wanted to ask me. I'm open book mode mm. for shizzle. Man. Didn't do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> You know me, I don't do any preparation for these. I just go in. I go it's in like, dry. I raw dog these things. He's like, what homework? I got a big one coming up this weekend. I'm hoping. Metallica. Hmm? Oh, yeah, Metallica for sure. But I'm, I'm hoping to record some content with the guys. But at the same time, I'm not going to be too worried about it. I'm more worried about I'm interviewing uh, one of my favorite YouTubers while I'm in Detroit. So what? Yeah. Oh. Which, uh, which uh, last week I announced it on the on the previous episode 159. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, or interviewing, not doing, <laughs> Dancy Bearded. Oh, uh, nice of, of the beard YouTube world. That's exciting for me. Nice. He, Are, he, is he cross contenting with you? No, it's, I think I'm just going to I'm just interviewing and uh, and just yeah, just getting him on the podcast to talk to him. Uh, I might be traveling to him. He might be traveling to me. I don't know. Cause he lives, he lives near like Flint. So I'm just going to take a day and do whatever I need to do. Um, he hasn't like, he's, I, he basically confirmed that he's available Saturday, but things might change. So if it worse comes to worse, I can just do everything over the internet at a different time and just enjoy my day doing whatever i could possibly do i don't know there we'll you go out. that's cool man <laughs> you guys are gonna have fun metallica for sure oh, yeah. metallica, i'm Pantera. excited it's gonna be a great time i'm very excited like this is it, it, it all happened like a year ago i was sitting on the guac box food truck talking to nick maxson and uh they had just announced like oh yeah we're doing a headlining tour with uh pantera and i was like man I've, I've a band that I never thought I would ever get to see because they weren't a band anymore, Pantera. And they're touring with Metallica. Like, and I told Nick, I'm like, man, if ever there was a time for me to go see Metallica, this is, this is the calling. This is it right here. And he's like, I, I got tickets. Has he never, has he, had he never seen them? Oh, he's seen, he's never seen Pantera, but he's seen Metallica, I think once or twice. 
Uh, this will be my first time. I was like, this is this is my chance. This is probably the only time I'm going to get it. And honestly, during a pretty cool tour, because yeah. not only are you a little bit more um, refined with knowing Metallica because you ranked them all, but <laughs> yeah. they're playing all kinds of different songs mm-hmm. and never the same two sets any night. So you could hear any any kind of weird, unique one, you know? Yeah. Nick and I, we we uh, kind of ran the idea by each other of trying to make like Metallica bingo cards <laughs> to see which songs, songs. they play hilarious you fill out your own card so you like can put what you think they'd play or hope they play. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see yeah so it's it's i'm excited again like he said like i i got tickets so i was like how much he told me and i was like well i don't can't do that right now he's like well you got a year to pay me <laughs> i'm like yeah you're right i do so oh yeah that's that's all been taken care of i'm gonna go see metallica you have to and, let me know how it just happened, it happened to be like a week. So like a week before that, I had scheduled my week vacation and it just happened to be like the weekend at the end of my week vacation. So perfect, which is perfect right timing. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I think I'm going to call it. I'm going to cut it. And, uh, Nate, it was, it was such a good time catching up with you. It was such a good time talking with you. I can't wait to have my random ass brain. My random ass brain was all (laughs) over the place today. Oh yeah. (laughs) But, uh, no, it was honestly, it was truly uh, great to come back to be able to do this again. Like I said, I'm, I miss podcasting and I'm glad that this outlet is starting to open back up. It's really fucking bizarre that I'm back to where I started this show or my, my show. Uh, and then now, you know, I'm on your show in the place where mine it's, it's just, I do that reflecting thing. Cause it's unique. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't think you're going to do a thing for this long. And then now it's, it's been 10 years and I feel it. It's cool. But, uh, it's, it's a new refined energy that I'm excited oh, yeah. to, uh, to do more with, you know, like I said, I want to do, I want to do more ranks as well. I've got some stuff, uh, in the works. I want to maybe start maybe doing some video game streaming and stuff. I don't know. I haven't really quite, quite decided that yet. Cause I know that's a weird, unique world. And, I don't know, but anyways, uh, thanks for having me on. Oh. It was, it's, it's been a blast. It's been a pleasure having you, man. And I'm hoping to get back on here more. I'm hoping to do more stuff. I'm hoping, I'm hoping everybody is super successful and doing more stuff, whatever that stuff is. Yeah. Filling our more brains stuff. with shit. Yeah. Doing more stuff. I'm filling our brains with shit. <laughs> All right. Nate. Thank you so much. Thanks brother. It was great talking. Uh, We'll have to catch up again very, very, very soon. I'm sure we will be. I'm sure you'll probably find yourself making an appearance sooner rather than later on some journey into comics in the very near future, my friend. I'm down. I am down. Sounds great. All All right, bro. Thank you. And please, everybody, please make every day a big dick day. Later on.
Shit, shit, shit.